think we already did mention in the whole chat is like transformer models, right? So I think in the last couple of years, or I would even more than that, I would say at least in the language domain, transformers are dominated. And even in vision, like in the last few years, like it has been the favorite child, like people are preferring transformers at some point or over CNN based models for vision tasks. So can you comment more about like, are there any, like, have you in, in your, uh, any of the research works that you have done, try to investigate these two different architectures. Are there any architectural aha moments that make transformers really successful over CNNs and even out of vision tasks? Like they have been very nice for language-based models itself. So what makes, like, what is the nice thing that you have noticed about transformer that make it so much uh, preferable by researchers and industry? Uh, yeah, so this is a complicated question to ask that what is uh, exactly pinpoint, like what is the preferable thing, but like one thing that I found very fascinating and some something that I've researched on is a, that they are a different, very different paradigm uh, of uh, how you connect things compared to like convolution uh, neural networks or fully connected neural networks. Here, there is like this uh, dynamic nature where uh, this thing called self-attention, uh, where a particular part of the uh, part of the input can decide what it needs to uh, focus on. So, like uh, this is called self attention, where I can decide, like this part of the image can decide that it needs to attend to this other part of the image, and this is dynamic depending on what the input is. So, and this this is a very powerful tool because, like, for many many maybe like for different tasks, you need different uh, parts that need to focus on different parts. So, this part uh, called self attention is like one of the biggest innovations and. Uh, other there are many other architecture innovations that have come up that have made this idea actually be successful, and uh, I think that is one core thing that I have spent time understanding that what is uh, what is new that this model gives us uh, this this kind of paradigm of computation instead of like having a fixed convolution uh, structure and connecting them uh, together here you're allowing uh, this to have different weights um, on different parts of the image instead of uh, the same weight. Yeah, so that that has been uh, something that has been a new innovation, and then uh, of course uh, scaling them up has you know generated all these emergent phenomena that uh, you wouldn't see in small models. Uh, you see in big models or with larger training time that you see that they suddenly can do reasoning tasks, things that you didn't actually train them for. They're able to do these uh, things. That's a very fascinating feature of this is uh, of transformer architectures itself. Um, why why they are preferred is because they are very successful, right? Uh, you you try you try out like this is some idea that uh, somebody came up. It's a very very principled idea of uh, generating these attention uh, models, and it really worked well, and it gave a big boost, and uh, that's why it's of interest. And not to say that this is the only model. Like uh, people are coming up with all kinds of new architectures, which are modifications of these transform architectures. They are using ideas of previous architectures and coming up with new solutions. So we don't know if this is the final model, right? Like there could be a, a newer model, which has a new uh, clever idea uh, that uh, improves this. Uh, yeah, so that's what I would say. Uh, one thing I would point out, like, so I know more, more on the language side than the vision side. So uh, vision is something that I, I have not explored that much with, but uh, they're pretty unconventional compared to like traditional language uh, models that we used to have, which were like recurrent uh, RNNs or LSTMs, because they were sequence to sequence models where uh, you would take the whatever input you had, you had some history, and then you would apply the next input and you would process it so forth. So they were like, you know, over the sequence, they were operating in a recurrent fashion, whereas these transformers are like taking the entire input together and just having a few layers and simultaneously processing this. And that makes it very fast to train compared to uh, the other models. But uh, you're losing this recurrent structure, but still they're able to do these, uh, you know, 
learn these long range dependencies, understand like say uh, in something that if I'm trying to write like a huge block of text, I need to understand what I meant, like maybe 50 or 60 words before and it's able to capture that. So that's something uh, that this architecture is really able to do well. Yeah, yeah. Just to add to that, I think uh, I did try a few of the transformer models. One of the only limitations I think compared to what CNNs they have is even with a smaller or limited data set, CNNs are able to perform better, at least the ResNextNet, uh, ResNext uh, models and all those kind of models that can model these uh, residual networks-based model versus transformers give has the given idea that you need a big data set enough to make it train very nicely. Of course, once you have a bigger data set, it can provide some magical insights into the model or whatever downstream task you are targeting at. And one interesting thing that I other um, found out, which something not I have worked on, but I know the baselines because I have used the same data sets. And hence, uh, what they proved in one of those ideas is the idea of transfer, uh, transferability. So mm -hmm. if you have a pre-trained model that is trained on a big network, or sorry, big data set, you can fine tune it very nicely to your downstream tasks, which was previously given the rank to CNN models. But nowadays, like, and, and this is like the imaginate moment for medical tasks, at least, because we don't have a big data set. But let's say if someone has, and if they put up a pre-trained model, it can solve a lot of things. So I was like, personally, very curious about the idea of what makes transformer architecture really good at transferring these knowledges, because we already know the limitations of CNN models um, label smoothing and all those kind of things don't help you uh, in, in in getting these downstream tasks really accurate. But um, I will, I'm like, personally, like, this would be something I maybe hopefully can do it as a part of my PhD is understanding what makes it so much uh, nice. So yeah. Yeah, it's, it's even surprising that uh, in context learning, like not even fine tuning, if I add, uh, you know, I add some examples in my uh, in context, like in, in the lines. So like, say I say that I've already taken a trained uh, large language model and I just put it as an input. I give it an example of some problem and I ask it to solve it. I'm not training it again, but it is able to solve this by seeing only a few examples of this, right? So it's able to even learn uh, in that form without fine tuning. And this is great because I guess there's some part of the network that is storing all this information. And when we uh, give it some input, it kind of decides where to focus it on. And now it can like use that to predict. And understanding this is a great thing because this is very powerful. Because you don't even need to retrain your model. You can just, uh, you know, give it the right prompt and it will generate you the answer you want. And uh, yeah, there's been a lot of interesting work trying to play around with this and see what the limitations are, what they're able to do. And um, yeah, it's very exciting. Like the viewpoint that I have taken in my research with my collaborators, my wonderful collaborators, is that, uh, you know, understanding these very, very large language models with the capacity that we have as researchers and the compute we have, it becomes pretty challenging. So we try to, uh, you know, condense out like what are the things that it's able to do, like, you know, some kind of uh, say if it's able to do reasoning, how is it able to do reasoning? Like what, what does it need to do uh, for reasoning and try to model that as a synthetic uh, task, like look at a very simple problem and see if it can solve that simple problem, which would also require uh, reasoning and train these models on these smaller synthetic uh, data says that you can generate as many samples as you want because they're like synthetic and you can train uh, smaller, more, more concise architectures and see how they perform and maybe use that as a diagnostic tool to understand like how they're able to do this and this can give us insights. So uh, that's like one of the directions that I've been looking at and a, lot, a bunch of people in this space have been looking at um, where we can use, uh, you know, use, use uh, tasks that we know how to solve, but uh, see how transformers solve them and maybe they come up with like interesting solutions how how do they learn these solutions and try to get some theory around that 
because uh, the scales are very different, right? Like we have so much data, we have so much compute. We've like really advanced on these two things, and maybe our understanding of these two things hasn't advanced at uh, the same level, right? Like that, what yeah. what uh, this actually entails, like having that much data fed into a model that can actually process that, like the entire of Wikipedia and all the. Uh, text that you have in the world like if it can process that like the kind of information the scale that it's running at is so huge uh, yeah. that it's, it's probably you know something we couldn't even fathom like maybe uh, 20 years ago that we would ever be able to uh, train these gigantic models so um, yeah so I think I think of this as an exciting thing uh, definitely the role of theory uh, always comes into question that what can theory provide here in this space uh, but you know, if you actually understand the tools better, you can develop better and newer tools. Like you know, this you can go back to any example in history where we we had the we had the technique first. Maybe we had fire, but we didn't know how to control fire, so we need to control fire or any kind of tool. Uh, so it's always um, uh, yeah, it, it's it's a new challenge and it's it's pretty exciting. And we're all figuring this out, like how to uh, how to you know proceed and how to come up with uh, great ideas. The one thing to always note is that these models are doing well, but they have a lot of problems. And uh, we are seeing these problems surface in all kinds of uh, situations, right? So but when there are problems, means there are challenges that we need to solve. And we need to use all the tools that we have uh, to solve this. So I, I believe everybody should put in the effort from all kinds of different disciplines. And hopefully all of us together can come up with some solutions.